Troy Murphy laughing at me in the other studio. Oh, he's dancing to my radio vet. Hello, Troy. The last couple of shows I've listened to the Troy Murphy show, I've nearly had a couple of accidents because my eyes have been watering with laughter so much. Is it me? Am I the problem? Surely I can't be the only one that thinks that the world is going bananas. With doctors last summer claiming the term morbidly obese to be ditched. Look, I understand morbidly obese is not a glamorous term, but unlike the morbidly obese lifestyle, one should not have to sugarcoat everything to explain that it's problematic. He's ready for his close-up. It's the Troy Murphy Show. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, welcome to the Troy Murphy Show. I'm, of course, your host, Troy Murphy, and a big thank you to BJ and Grossi and the Bumper to Bumper team for kicking off the glorious night of entertainment that is Thursday nights here on 2SR. Big show for your listening pleasure tonight. Big show. You've got to stick around for the entire hour as we do fun stuff at the front, serious stuff at the back. On the show tonight, we are going to talk about the elixir of life, the key to living longer. Yes, science has revealed it, and I will let you know what it is. I won't keep the secret for myself. I will share. We'll also, in weird, wacky, and wonderful news from around the world, head to the US of A to talk about a restaurant who have imposed a new surcharge on their customers. For what? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. And later on, as we put in our serious caps and take a look at the breaking news of the week, we're going to talk about the Albanese Labor government's misinformation and disinformation bill. Oh, and we'll call it out for being the terrible thing that it is. And we'll also take a look at the cost of living crisis. Yep, it's getting worse. Things are getting more expensive. And with that, oh, let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course, because that's how we do things here at TTMS responsibly. Don't try this at home. It seems today that all you hear is music on the radio and murder on podcasts. But where are those good old-fashioned talk shows on which we used to rely? Follow the Troy Murphy Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Threads. Search the Troy Murphy Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Troy Murphy Show. Now... Every day I get these news articles that come across my desk and some of them I go, hey, yeah, that's great. Some of them I I grab the piece of paper, crinkle it up and throw it away. But not this story, no. The headline reads, (laughs) Research shows drinking four cups of coffee a day could help you stay strong in old age. Yes, and because, well, I'm fast approaching old age, and if you talk to the young ones, I'm already there, but with that in the back of my mind, I thought, yes, this will be one of those articles that I read. Ah, News, breaking this week. Indeed, this is 
In breaking news, drinking four cups of coffee a day can transform you into an immortal superhuman being. And that, my friends, is truly mind-boggling. And you're probably sitting there going, hey, Troy, you probably had too many cups of coffee today. And whilst that is indeed true, let's dive into this to find out more. Coffee and tea is believed to be the elixir of immortality. Well, according to this research, coffee and tea are not just beverages. They are the secret elixirs to life itself. (laughs) Who would have thought that your daily caffeine fix could be key to staying strong in old age? It's like that, uh, it's like saying your morning cup of joe doubles as a magical potion of some sort. If only gave you superpowers, like Superman. Now, according to this study, if you drink four cups of coffee a day, you'll live 20 years longer than someone who doesn't. So forget the gym. Just drink your way. Well, sip slowly because it's hot. Don't burn. A little bit of a public service announcement there. Uh, sip your way to superhuman strength. Now, it did talk about the uh, both coffee and tea being the elixir of immortality. Black tea drinkers, of which I am to both, but I do enjoy a black cup of tea, gives you a 12% boost. And green tea enthusiasts received a whopping 19% reduction in the odds of old age frailty. Clearly, the tea aisle at our local supermarkets is the real fountain of youth. Found it! It was in Coles all along! Or Woolies or wherever you shop. We're not promoting anyone here. Now, let's take a moment to... uh. Go online and have a look at what people are saying about this on Twitter. One skeptic quipped, quote, I've been drinking four cups of of coffee a day for years and I can't still lift the car with one hand. End quote. Me too, brother. Me too. Another cynic retorted, quote, So you're telling me that my future vitality depends on my morning caffeine ritual? What's next? A latte that grants you internal youth? Well, oh, sorry, end quote. Uh, if that was the case, I would totally ignore my uh, lactose intolerance and I would drink the latte for <laughs> internal youth. But in all seriousness here, my friends, uh, let's dive into a little bit more of an objective perspective on this study. While the study is indeed intriguing it is crucial to remember that uh well that the correlation doesn't imply causation and that further research is needed to confirm these findings and explore the role of caffeine and or other compounds in reducing frailty sorry to be a debbie downer on that amazing study the amazing study that those of us who do the nine to five and then the uh the thursday nights relying on many, many, sometimes more than four cups of coffee a day just to get through and to keep this energy up. Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble. The study, uh, the study's long-term follow-up is, however, its strength, but other factors like diet, exercise, and genetics could also influence the results. Damn it, me and my bad genes. I'll probably have to drink eight cups of coffees a day. But if coffee and tea truly hold the secret to immortality, well, then we can all expect baristas to become the world's most sought-after healthcare providers indeed. And what with the news this week, just jumping off the track here for a second, we had news break this week that uh, that doctors' um, non-bulk billed visits are going to cost 100 bucks per visit, Well, for five bucks a coffee, I'm willing to do the trade. (laughs) And retirement homes, let's not forget about retirement homes. They're going to be replaced with coffee shops soon where seniors sip their way to everlasting vigour. Now, whilst coffee and tea might even replace superfoods like kale, uh, quinoa, whatever it's called, on the uh, menu of internal life, 
I don't know. I'm having my doubts because all I get from my cup of coffees, uh, multiple cups of coffee, there's plurals there, is heart palpitations, which is probably going to lead me to an early heart attack. Now, while the idea of coffee and tea as key ingredients to everlasting life might seem unbelievable, it is a reminder that science is sometimes full of surprises. So cheers to your morning cup of coffee tomorrow morning as you stumble out of bed to uh, do that Dolly Parton 9 to 5 thing and may it lead you to the path of immortality. And if not that, at least a more energetic morning until you crash down. (laughs) You are listening to this, The Troy Murphy Show. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. It's where celebrities stop by for a chat. Omar Rudberg from Young Royals. Do you think that your character, Simon, could get used to royal life? Uh, well, no. I don't think so. Uh, But, I mean, you never know. What about you personally? Would you like to live the royal life? Oh, I would definitely want to try that out. (laughs) Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. In Australia, only 13% of people keep fish. 9% of households without a pet and 17% with a pet are interested in keeping fish. The three reasons they don't keep fish are that they think it is harder, more expensive and more time consuming than it is. All three reasons are a myth depending on what setup you choose. A simple tropical setup is actually the easiest and cheapest pet you can get. Pop in and visit us at Majestic Aquarium's Tarrant Point or follow us on our social media and learn how far fish keeping has come in the last few years. Majestic Aquariums are proud sponsors of 2SR. 2SR can help you promote your business with an innovative and inexpensive marketing plan. Our in-house team will help you design a campaign, voice the audio, and give it the professional production values you need. To find out more, call us on 9545 or email info at 2 to organise a talk with our experienced marketing team. Hi, it's Kale. Hope you can join me for Friday Night Live every Friday from 7 to 9pm for a mix of pop and indie music, interviews with interesting people and all the music and entertainment news from the Shire, Sydney and beyond. Friday Night Live, 7pm on 2SR 99.7 FM. I'll see you there. It's time for some weird, wacky and wonderful news here on The Troy Murphy Show. As you know, here on The Troy Murphy Show, we love the weird, the wacky and the wonderful news from around the world, especially the home of weird and wacky and wonderful news, or the home where it all comes from, and that's the United States, where a restaurant in the US of A has managed to stir up a heated debate online with its latest offering. A fee for parents deemed, and I quote, unable to parent their children. Yes, you heard me right. A restaurant is now in the business of evaluating parenting skills and will charge you if you're not good at it. This is, I don't know if this is nothing short of ludicrous or pure genius. Alright, here is how ridiculous it all is, or genius it all is. I'm still in two minds about this. Alright, the adult surcharge. (laughs) Their menu uh, introduces the so-called adult surcharge for adults who are allegedly incapable of parenting. Now, while the restaurant might think they're onto something brilliant here, it's kind of something out of like a a Seinfeld sketch than reality. Because the problem is, uh, whilst they they call it an adult surcharge for unruly kids, there's a lack of transparency to it all, which just adds to the comedy of of how ridiculous this is. The restaurant doesn't quite specify 
not only the amount of uh, the surge charge is leaving diners to guess just how bad of a parent they are based on their final bill, and nor does it say how bad the child has to be or the criteria of how bad the child has to be for the parent to get the charge. It's like a bad game show where uh, you don't even know the rules. Now, one diner who was there, who's obviously spoken to the media since or posted it to social media, claimed that they were slapped with a $50 parenting charge because their kids simply watched a tablet device while eating their food and left the restaurant quietly. Now, I know that's not good parenting, but it's not bad parenting. And isn't that ideal? The, car, the, the, the child's well behaved. It's sitting there eating its food. <laughs> that's, that's a bit uh, it. It, the child is it. Them, they, he or she is uh, sitting there. I don't know the gender of the child. Uh, is just sitting there being well behaved, eating their food on the iPad, distracted so that it cause a ruckus. And charge 50 bucks parenting charge for the uh, for the privilege. Now let's take a look. Let's head to online and see what people are saying. Quote, what on earth is an adult who can't can't parent charge? This is absurd, end quote. Second <laughs> a second commentator online. Uh, quote, just say no kids. <laughs> as opposed to charging. Kids can be annoying, but they're unpredictable because they're kids. This surcharge is ridiculous. Look, I, I tend to agree with that one. If you don't like kids in your restaurant, just say this is a no kids restaurant. It's not a family restaurant. It's for adults who want to dine. Cause yes, kids can be annoying. They are unpredictable. But like the commenter, commentator wrote, it's because they're kids. Uh, another person wrote, quote, passive-aggressive declarations where they really don't belong always trigger a bit of sympathetic embarrassment from me, end quote. But let's take a look at this situation objectively because that's the sensible thing to do here. Let's critically analyse it. There's lack of clarity. The restaurant's failure to specify the criteria for uh, a, quote, adult surcharge is not only ridiculous, but unfair to customers. All you'd need is a white person to be in a cranky mood to charge a hundred bucks for it. And if this isn't just a grab for cash for tips, who knows what it is? There's been plenty of customer backlash to the outrage online is a clear indication that this fee isn't going down well with the public. It's causing more harm than good to the restaurant's reputation. And of course, there's always alternative solutions to everything. Rather than introducing a vague surcharge, the restaurant could have explored other options to manage unruly children, such as offering designated family-friendly hours or even areas of the restaurant, a kid zone over that side. So the adults who just want to <laughs> Eat and peas can sit on the other side. It was like back in the day when we had smoking sections. <laughs> okay, I'm aging myself there. But the big question in all of this, they've got their adult sur surcharge for uh, unruly kids. They're probably going to love the cash grab, but the kids will probably just not stop coming and uh, they're going to need their next cash grab. So let's do some brainstorming now for this US restaurant for their next ridiculous charge Let, let's let's try a few and uh let me know which one sticks all right let's try one <clears throat> coming soon a restaurant that charges extra if you dare to chew your food too loudly yeah that could work that could work you know there are a lot of loud eaters there at restaurants it's disturbing charge them for that or how about this one next up a fee for adults who can't decide on their order in under five minutes Oh, I like that one too because, oh, there's nothing. You know, when I used to be a server, you'd go up to the table and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll have this. Uh, actually, no, I'll have this. No, no, charge them for that. Good idea, US restaurant. Or have it one more, one more. Perhaps they'll introduce a 
surcharge for patrons who don't laugh at the waiter's jokes. All right, that's a bit of a stretch, that one, but I am running out of things to think of that a restaurant could charge people sitting at their table eating their food for other than sitting at the table and eating the food that they're paying for. Anyway, this restaurant's attempt to uh, play parenting police is nothing short of a farce. Yeah, I've jumped ship. This is ridiculous. It's, uh, it's all it is is a simple reminder that some ideas are better left off the drawing board, or in this case, the kitchen's menu. Let's hope that this trend does not catch on or dining out could become more complicated than a Rubik's Cube for people with young children. Hashtag that as weird, wacky, wonderful news rant over. Stay tuned. Because here's what is coming up next on The Troy Murphy Show. Stick around later on in the show. We'll be talking about, again, the cost of living crisis. It's getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting worse. We'll also take another look at the misinformation and disinformation bill as proposed by the Albanese Labor government as we tackle the serious news here on the Troy Murphy Show in the second half of the program. And coming up next, we've still got our fun hats on as we do the quick quiz. All that and so much more tonight here on the Troy Murphy Show for your listening pleasure. Friday, Saturday, happy days. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, what a day. Tune your radio to the Troy Murphy Show. The Troy Murphy Show. Goodbye, Chris Cash. Show it is for you Thursday nights from 7pm and then online all week long Friday, Saturday, happy days Sunday, Monday, happy days Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days Thursday, what a day Tune your radio too Cronulla to Como. The Troy Murphy Show, broadcasting live on the Shire's very own 2SSR 99.7 FM. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show. And it's time now for the quick quiz. Yes, 10 quick quiz questions, of which you've got three seconds to answer the question before. It is revealed. Now, I know we go through the rules and how it works every time we do this segment, but alas, there's new listeners, so that's why we do this. Of course, this is an honour system. Hit us up on the Troy Movie Show Facebook page. Let us know how many answers you get correct at the end of the segment, not before, at the end. Oh, no. And uh, with however many you get correct, I will give you a cute little trophy emoji emoticon in response for every correct answer you get. All right, let's do it. Let's do the quick quiz. Starting with question number one. According to a common proverb, what is always greener on the other side of the fence? The answer... The grass. The grass is always greener on the other side. But never forget, my friends, grass, no matter what side, needs mowing and upkeep. Hmm, I should have been a philosopher. Question number two. The adage that anything that can go wrong will go wrong is known as whose law? The answer is Murphy's Law, and being a Murphy myself, I can attest to this. 
something always goes wrong. <laughs> Question number three. In which sport might a player be caught in the slips? Hmm. The answer is cricket. Cricket is where a player can be caught in the slips. I don't know what that means because I don't play cricket, never have. Paint drying is far more entertaining, but uh, I'm sure I'll probably offend someone by saying that. Eh, moving on to question number four. How many millilitres make up a litre? One thousand. One thousand millilitres make up a litre, which takes us to question number five. What is the full name of the country often abbreviated to UAE? The answer, United Arab Emirates. How are you doing with the quiz? We've done five questions, five more to go. As we now move on to question number six, which superhero has been played by Mark Ruffalo and Edward Norton? Hmm, which superhero? A very easy one for all you Marvel fans out there. The answer is Hulk. Question number seven. Periwinkle is a shade of which primary colour? Periwinkle is a shade of blue. And I just love that word, periwinkle. I'm going to try and use it for the rest of the week in sentences. Hmm. Question number eight. Which iconic Australian product marks its 100th birthday this month? Is it the Chico Roll, Milo, or Vegemite? A multiple choice question there. Which iconic Australian product marks its 100th birthday this month? The Chico Roll, Milo, or Vegemite? The answer in three seconds time. The answer is Vegemite. And of course you can only eat Vegemite on cooked toast, lightly cooked toast, with a unhealthy spread of butter or margarine underneath it. It's the only way to do it. Anyone who does it any other way is psychotic. Question number nine. <laughs> uh, Diamond Joe Quimby is the mayor of which fictional TV city? Springfield in The Simpsons, which now leads us onto the final question. Question number 10. And this question comes as a request to include some home and away trivia. So the question, well, this, this goes back to 2006. Who stabbed Sally in the 2006 Home and Away cliffhanger season finale? Who stabbed Sally? Not the actor, the character's name. The answer is Rocco. Now, I'm led to believe that Johnny forced Rocco to stab Sally, but it was Brad who got her to hospital. If you said that in the three seconds before the answer was revealed, an extra three points for you to take you over the top. And there you have it. That's the quick quiz. Thanks for playing. Be sure to message us on the Troy Murphy Show Facebook with how many you got correct for your emojis in reply your trophy emojis in reply. That's a quick quiz. Plenty more of The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. It's where celebrities stop by for a chat. Marsha Hines reflects on her time at Australian Idol, including that uh, gold dress debacle. The, the guy's um, dog, um, Paulini, about her dress... I tore those guys' <laughs> backstage because I said, you guys are farmers. You, you know, you, I mean, it was more deco than it was Mark. But I just said, you know, you can't do that. And not only that, we've got little girls and girls watching this show. 
And and to, to body shame somebody, we didn't have that terminology back then, but to body shame somebody like that. And she thought she looked great. If she didn't think she looked great, she, you know, and, and is that what you really want to tell her about? Or how did she sing that night? Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Club On East is the friendliest club in the Sutherland Shire. There's so much happening. From live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights to bingo and trivia on Wednesdays, they have function rooms suitable for celebrations and events, not to mention their famous Stapleton Meat Raffle, drawn at 5pm every Sunday. For entertainment, family fun, drinks and delicious food, it's all happening at Club On East Sutherland. Club On East, the new home of Mike's Grill, 7 East Parade in Sutherland. For more, visit clubonest.com.au. Did you miss your favourite show? Club on East Do you want to listen back again? SSR is now on demand, so you can listen back whenever you want. Simply click on the show you want to listen back to on the live program guide by going to the www.2SR.com.au homepage. There you'll find the show's on-demand player with the latest from your favourite show, music included. Take 2SR wherever you go. It's as easy as click, play, enjoy. They say that a change is as good as a holiday. So if you're looking for a new hobby or experience, then please join me and Warren for the Art and Soul program. We'll look at what's happening around the Shire with a focus on the arts. You'll hear about the latest exhibitions, events, festivals, or perhaps a fun and interesting workshop. It's live. It's local. It's 2SR Art and Soul every Tuesday between 12 and 2 p.m. Right here on 2SR 99.7 FM and streaming live around the world on 2SR.com.au. It's time to take a look at the news that broke across the Sutherland Shire this week. We've been having a bit of a fun one here on the Troy Murphy Show tonight, but it's time to don our serious hats for a moment as we take a look at Sutherland Shire local news, where a koala named Joe has made a remarkable escape from danger on Heathcote Road. Joe was discovered strolling down the middle of the road, posing a significant risk to his own safety due to passing vehicles. Fortunately, his life was spared and he has emerged unscathed from this perilous situation. The rescue of Joe was made possible by the quick thinking of Joe Grimmer, a human, uh, who spotted the koala just past the Warrenora River Bridge at around 4.30am on Monday. Despite the inherent dangers of the situation, the human Joe Grimmer slowed down his vehicle and attempted to use his headlights to guide Joe to safety. When this didn't work, he took a more direct action using a box from his van to gently corral the koala to the side of the road. The human Joe Grimmer then transported Joe to his business before contacting Wires the Wildlife Information Rescue and Education Service, where a volunteer named Tracy promptly collected Joe, the koala, and took him to the University of Sydney Wildlife Hospital for a thorough examination, ensuring that there were no hidden injuries. And as far as we are aware, after x-rays, Joe, the koala, has not been injured and will be released into the wild after his test for chlamydia come back clear. That's Sutherland Shire Local News here on 2SRFM 99.7. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. It's where celebrities stop by for a chat. The legendary Umbilical Brothers on the sound effects that they just can't do. Tinkly, winkly noises like um, yeah. keys rattling. I can't do keys rattling. Like, see, I can't yeah. do that. I can I can do the, the heavier ones like a... Lightsabers, whatever. Trucks, birds, whatever. You know, that stuff. But tinkly winkly things. Dropping your keys. Little that kind of stuff I can't do. So that's why you never have keys in our show. Stay tuned. More from the Troy Murphy show coming up right after this. 
Have you ever thought about the life you want to lead in retirement? How much will you need to save to achieve it? And will your superannuation be enough? A little bit of planning now can help you reach your retirement goals. At GJ Private Wealth, we take a customised approach to your retirement planning. Our expert team of qualified advisors will work with you to understand your personal situation and retirement goals to provide you with a personalised plan to help you get there. Speak to one of our advisors today by calling 02-8539-7999 or visit www.gjprivatewealth.com.au. GJ Private Wealth are authorised representatives of AMP Financial Planning and are proud sponsors of 2SSR. Would you like to be involved in your local not-for-profit radio station? Would you like to become a 2SSR volunteer with the opportunity to be a presenter, provide office support or help with community events? If you would like to be part of the 2SSR family, call us on 9545 1800 or go to our website 2 and click on Membership to download the application form. He's as fruity as a bowl of Fruit Loops. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Now, as part of The Troy Murphy Show, we have a little bit of a challenge where we do all the fun stuff at the front of the show and we do all the serious stuff at the back. So the fun, the joking, the silliness at the front, and then we put our serious caps on and analyse and talk about and give opinion and explain the serious news breaking across the country and the world during the week. Now, one of the biggest topics at the moment, and it should have been for the last year, let's be honest, uh, if not longer, is the cost of living. And I'll use the inverted commas, crisis. It's getting bad. It could be worse. Now, let's deep dive because, well, today we had... Because yesterday we had the news break that inflation has gone up, which could potentially lead to an interest rate increase. Yeah, I know. It's a boring topic. What does it mean? Well, it means we're going to start paying even more for everything that we're already paying more for. As the recent Consumer Price Index announcement, now I'll just stop myself there, the Consumer Price index the cpi is a measure that tracks the average change over time in prices paid for households for fixed baskets of goods and services which provides insight into inflation trends by comparing price fluctuations relative to a base year yeah okay it's it's confusing it's it's a little graph that just tells us how much things are going up which then means that will predict how much inflation goes up, which in turn makes the Reserve Bank put up interest rates. Yeah, it's confusing. But like I said before, what does it mean? It means we're going to be paying a lot more for everything. Now, before we take a look at what we're paying more for than we were before the election, over the past two years, overall CPI, Consumer Price Index, the little graph that tells us how much we're paying more for things, has risen by 13%. 13% translating into a significant increase in cost of living. And whilst normally interest rate hikes grab headlines, other price increases tend to sneak up on us consumers. In just two years, the cost of many essential goods and services have surged, like fuel. I'm sure you've noticed when you've gone to fill up your car, it's costing you more. Petrol at the Bowser has risen 7.2% in the September quarter alone, and a staggering 36% since June 2021, with the potential for more increases to come as geopolitical tensions in the Middle East escalate. Yeah, I'm talking about the Hamas-Israel war. Energy costs. Gas prices have soared by 36% in the past two years, 
while electricity costs have increased by 18% in the past year alone. And that's expected to continue to grow as we go green and whilst we are also expected to endure blackouts throughout the summer season as ev- as the, the, the need for power to, to power all those air conditioners increases. As for the grocery, well, supermarket shopping expenses have become a significant monthly outlay for many households with staples like milk, cheese, bread, eggs, cereals, and even ice cream see price rises above 20% since June 2021. And it doesn't stop there. Insurance costs have risen by 15% in the past year alone and 21% in the past two years, with forecasts suggesting further increases. And have I not noticed that one? Or is it, have I indeed noticed that one? I just got my car insurance. It is so much more than what that it was last year, and that was even higher than it was the year before. I don't know about you, but I thought the longer you drove, and as long as you were a good driver and didn't have accidents or get into trouble, your insurance and premiums were supposed to come down, or at least remain the same. Not at the moment. Not in this current cost of living crisis. And travel expenses have increased too. Demand for post-pandemic travel has led to a 20% increase in domestic holiday prices and a 25% increase in international holiday prices in just two years. And there's more. Rents are up 7.6% in the past 12 months, housing up 7.2% and the list goes on. Now, whilst it's important to note that not all areas have seen substantial increases such as uh, dental and some medical costs, electronics, telecommunications and education, as well as wine, the overall picture is one of rising costs across many of the aspects of our daily lives. And I'll just correct myself there. There is, well, medical expenses has gone up, but also hasn't gone up. You see, for not some non-bulk build visits to your local GP, you're going to be forking out $100 per visit. Whereas the government has also invested more money into making doctor's visits cheaper. Well, not cheaper, but uh, subsidizing doctors more uh, to make it more economic for them to see patients and to not charge bulk billing expenses for seniors, welfare recipients and children under 16. So that's a bit of a a furphy, that one. Some medical costs have gone up. Either way, it's clear that Australia is feeling the pinch due to these escalating expenses with the potential for more financial challenges on the horizon if the Reserve Bank of Australia opts for a rake a rate hike, which it is expected to do because everything is going up and it's expected that they will make this announcement whilst the country is distracted by the cup, the the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup. Now, these statistics that I've uh, I've just shared with you underscore the need for careful financial planning on a personal level, as well as budgeting to navigate the increasing cost of living. But it's also a call for the government to uh, maybe put the brakes on when it comes to spending, do what it can to help drop prices. And even though one should not solely focus on the consumer price index when analysing what's going on, because, well, the figures may not capture the full extent of financial strain as individuals circumstances and regional disparities can result in varying experiences of the cost of living additionally the government needs to really really put its head into the books and start thinking of policies or solutions to address this cost of living crisis This is one of those topics that is just not going to go away for the foreseeable future. And probably something the country, the government, 
should have been focusing on as opposed to the voice to parliament for the last 12 months. Especially as we are getting reports this week that people are now not going to get medical help when they need it because it costs too much. Families are going without food. A substantial number of families are skipping meals simply because they cannot afford it at the moment. And we even saw reports this week of people admitting that they are stealing food from grocery chains because again, they can't afford to eat. We as a country need to be calling on our politicians to start focusing on what really matters. And what really matters for this country is the current cost of living crisis. Until we start seeing prices go backwards to a more affordable price range, a price range it was a year or two ago, even though I'm sure the government can chew gum and walk at the same time, you know, do two things at once, this should be the primary topic. And the media, we should be calling them out on this every day until the message is clear. Something we will do here on The Troy Murphy Show. Hashtag that as rant over. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. It's where celebrities stop by for a chat. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison talking about the importance of community here in the Sutherland Shire. As, as part of this community, I know just how vital our life is here in the Shire and, and, and the St George area. Um, how much it depends on the vibrancies of, of, of these of our community. I mean, governments are important. Uh, don't get me wrong; they have a role to play, um, but they're not the community. And uh, what with I think we've always understood in, in Southern Sydney is, you know, that's where the strength of of our community lies. It's in those volunteers. It's in the. It's in those who are a part of our community and making it a stronger and better place. Stay tuned. More from the Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Whether you're growing older, rehabilitating, or living with a disability, help is always here at AidaCare. Our new showroom in Sylvania isn't the only reason people choose AidaCare. It's also the information you gain from a chat with our people. Stay informed about the latest equipment, streamlined procedures and funding options available to you by calling 1300 133 120 or visiting adacare.com.au. AidaCare is a registered NTIS provider, home care supplier and DVA specialist and is a proud sponsor of 2SSR. Did you know federal government departments have the power to stop you hearing and reading what they don't want you to know? They can approve the terms for huge sales of agricultural land to foreign companies, but you're not allowed to know. And federal police can raid journalists' homes for reporting the truth if it says you're not allowed to know. Could this happen in Australia? It's happening now. Find out what they don't want you to know at yourrighttoknow.com.au. Keeping it smooth in the Shire for over 20 years. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Will Downey. Gerald Albright. Brand new heavies. Outledge and Smooth Jazz, Sunday 6pm for The Drive Home on FM 99.7. Fun stuff at the front, serious stuff at the back. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show. Now, as part of our serious stuff at the back, as we critically analyse and take a look at the breaking news of the week, this isn't really a new news story. It's not in the media at the moment, but we're revisiting it because it needs to be spoken about. And it needs to be spoken about at length. And everyone needs to be focused on this because the future or the potential future that a proposed bill to combat misinformation and disinformation online that the Albanese Labor government is proposing will affect us all. 
Now, the Albanese Labor government's misinformation bill, its intention is to aim to combat the spread of misinformation and disinformation on digital platforms. However, this bill has generated significant controversy and criticism, with critics arguing that it raises concerns about potential censorship and infringement on free speech, as it grants the government the authority to target disinformation from unauthorized sources on digital platforms. Some have pointed out that potential loopholes and vague definitions within the bill could lead to subjective interpretations and selective enforcement. Additionally, there are allegations that the bill includes exemptions from government authorized content, creating a perception of unequal treatment in political discourse. Now, while the goal of addressing misinformation is important, the bill's specific provisions and potential impact on free speech has sparked debates about the balance between curbing falsehoods and safeguarding democratic values. After all, it will be a government, the government of the day, appointed body that determines what is and what isn't misinformation. And all you've got to do is look at the source every election time. Come on, people. Come on. They're pulling porkies left, right, front and center. And it's these guys who want to determine what's misinformation and disinformation and tell us what we can and can't post or consume online. Now, as for most Australians, we are capable of discerning truth from falsehoods, especially during elections. This bill represents an unnecessary restriction on free speech. Here's a pro tip. If someone tells you something without giving you evidence or fact, chances are it's not real. You also have to critically analyze a few things. And I know this might take a, a, you know, a few extra brain cells, but you have to you know, critically analyze things. So work out things like biases. You know, what's the bias? Why is this person giving this, the, this information? Why is this organization giving me this information? You know, are they making money? Is it to advance power? Whatever it is, there, there are biases in everything. And when it comes to discerning the truth from falsehoods, critical and out, that's what they should be teaching us. The Albanese government, instead of telling us what we can and can't believe, they should be equipping the Australian people better in how to critically analyze what is being spoon fed to us. Although they probably wouldn't want to do that because then we'd catch them out. There is also talk that this bill, this misinformation and disinformation bill will allow the government to label opinions contrary to what they believe as misinformation, thereby stifling political debate a cornerstone of democracy and free speech. It will also target digital platforms. The bill empowers the communications watchdog to target disinformation on digital platforms from authorized sources. That could have consequence in not only what we see online, but how digital platforms, social media sites interact with our country. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that Google almost pulled the plug and left the country for good because of a political decision. And again, it's the exemptions from the government and government MPs that get me. The bill as it reads at the moment seems to exempt government MPs from its restrictions. This is a concern of unequal treatment in political discourse. It means that they get to lie and tell whatever truth they want to tell, but the rest of us. And what does that mean for media? This is the big question. What does it mean for media? Will the media 
be affected by this. So say you've got a media organization that disagrees with what the government of the day is doing or saying or or whatever, will they be allowed to do it or will that be marked as misinformation and disinformation, which according to what we understand so far, can have the content taken online and someone could also potentially be charged financially or jailed. And if I were to critically analyze the situation at the point, well, I think that the government's projecting or politicians are projecting. Maybe instead of pointing at us and the information out there on the internet, they need to turn that hand around and point back to themselves. What's that old saying? That the finger you point, there's three pointing back at you? Maybe the misinformation and disinformation bill should solely be around with around political advertising. Wouldn't that be nice? And who would be this arbiter of truth? Back to uh, this misinformation and disinformation the Albanese Labour government is proposing. Again, lacking in detail, who will make up the body, the governing body, the group, the organization that gets to determine what is misinformation and disinformation. I've said it before here on the show and I'll hark back to it again. Remember COVID? Remember all the stuff we were told to do time and time again, because that's what the medical doctors said we should do. And then later on, it was proven that it wasn't exactly correct and we overreacted to a situation or even where COVID came from. Remember it was disinformation to say that it was, uh, it came from a, from a lab as opposed to a bat at a wet market. This proposed combating misinformation and disinformation bill has ignited a fierce debate across the country. And it's only gonna get louder and worse with critics arguing that it could curtail free speech. Even the Human Rights Commission has slammed this bill. And this is not the first time that the Labour government has tried to censor free speech. Back in the Julia Gillard days, when she was the former prime minister in 2011, the Gillard government introduced media reform bills that were, well, were considered controversial at the time and thank goodness didn't go through. The Gillard government's media reform bills were a set of legislative proposals aimed at reforming the media landscape here in Australia. One of the key aspects of the media reform bills was the proposal to impose new content transmission quotas. These quotas would have applied to free-to-air broadcasters' primary channels, requiring them to meet certain content requirements. Although only a fraction as devastating as this potential bill from the Albanese Labour government. Yes, we do need to address the issue of misinformation and disinformation in the media, online, and even in political speech and advertising. But it's what we know of this bill thus far, and a lot of it not released. Well, we're concerned about the bill's scope. But this for one, even though the Labour government does have plenty of support to pass bills, I hope do not get passed. And as the people, we need to ensure that we remind the government that they govern for us and we do not want our freedom and freedom of speech stifled by their controlling laws. Hashtag that as another rant over. Listening. So turn the radio dial on Thursday night is 7 from We're gonna put the radio on The Troy Murphy Show And now for the big ending! The 
explode. Just like that. And that's it. The Troy Movie Show done and dusted for another week. Thanks for tuning in, my friends. Don't forget, if you missed any of the ranting or raving or silliness or stupidity, you can listen again on demand by going to the 2SR.com.au website. Find the live program guide, click the Troy Murphy Show, and listen at your convenience and as your heart is content to do so. Until next week, my friends, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Two double SR FM ninety nine point seven.